22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. It's been a very long time. Two weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks? This is the third week. This is the third week. Okay. So it's been a very long time. I actually missed you guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh fuck you both! <laughs> you both said yeah. what? We haven't meet for two weeks. We haven't meet. What's wrong with English? We haven't met for two weeks. We haven't what? meet nobody. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> that was for, for the single demand episode. You missed it. Listen, Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> now you went. Now you went all cholo on us. <laughs> well done. Okay, so everybody, welcome to another episode of But Delayed. Meanwhile, twenty-two pages later, episode thirty-three. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, here with my two boys who I haven't seen in a long time, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Excuse me while I whips this out. Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. I right, got it. <laughs> and the other bald guy in the room, RT Square, we're off the tech. Are you not entertained? Oh, um. Come on. Warriors. What? No, I'm sorry. Gladiator. Gladiator. Okay, fuck it. I, I, just, thought, I just thought he was doing an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of what movie that was from. Listen here, Michael. <laughs> I and, don't know what impression that was. <laughs> and Ralph's horrible impersonation continues. I think that was my second grade English teacher. Wow. No. <laughs> Somebody said to you, are you not entertained? <laughs> I can't be entertained with the Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> Especially from an English teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I mean, this has been a weird couple of weeks. I mean, we've been dealing with our own stuff trying to get stuff together i'm glad to be back with you guys you know um it always feels like home when doing this stuff and we're coming up on our one year anniversary soon yeah what are you buying me i I want diamonds what are you buying me i'm the one who helps like get the minds together one year anniversary is always the solid gold car anniversary no isn't isn't this isn't the first anniversary paper i just want platinum hula hoop (laughs) (laughs) listen let's just settle on a mini cooper and i'm fine I'll buy you a small little matchbox Mini Cooper. <laughs> I want a Mini Porsche. <laughs> you can get a, you can get and then I'll Porsche. still want more. Yeah, you always want more. Exactly. Speaking of more, I bet I bet you everybody else has a, a lot more to say about things that are happening in comic books. So without further ado, let's go right to the quick news. And now the quick news with Michael Finance Guy and Ralph and Cat. All right, we got a lot of news here. So my suggestion is uh, for everyone in the room here to make it like your first night of sex in the gym. I mean, in the jail. You know, Whoa. just just keep quiet, and we'll get through this as quickly as possible. Is that something you need to tell us? <laughs> yeah, Mike, first first night in the gym. Wow. Okay. <laughs> first night in the gym. Wow. <laughs> well, it all started out as crunches. <laughs> what gym do you go to? So I know not to go there. <laughs> wow. Anyway, Mike. Hit your quick news, even though I know I'm going to want to say something. Go ahead. Oh, no problem. All right. Bruno Heller, who is the showrunner for the Gotham series from Fox, has confirmed that he intends to feature a slew of Batman villains in the television show, including the Joker. I'm nervous about that. No. Yeah. Would it be like Joker before Joker? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it would have to be because, I mean, you know, I think Bruce Wayne's only like 12 or 13 years old at this point. Right. Um, He also, Bruno Heller also believes his show will visually surpass the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. He has said this. What? Yes, this man is saying it all. Uh, he also said that the young actor that's playing Bruce Wayne, David uh, Mazows, is without a doubt the best actor ever to play the part of Bruce Wayne. That's a quote. 
Okay, this man's putting I, it all I'm, out there. I'm a little scared right now. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm very a scared. scared right now. I can hear Ben Affleck dropping a cup right now and be like, <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> but um, other uh, probable villains um, to be introduced would be like the Penguin, the Riddler, a young cat woman, Poison Ivy, and even possibly Harvey Dent. I can see Harvey Dent because... Well, they'd I be mean, young together, I would imagine. Yeah. You know, yeah. And you, and, you know, you could say that they grew up together, you know, and that's why, you know, he has such a close relationship because of the whole DA thing, but... I don't, I don't know about the other characters, though. Oh, no, I, I, the thing is, I'm hoping it'll be good. I mean, it can be fun. I mean, I sat through 10 years of Smallville, you know, whether I liked it or not. I was going to say, you did. I, yeah, I was going to say, I sat <laughs> through 10 years did, of Smallville. He did not fly. No, he did. At the end... Well, he wasn't supposed. He let's put it this way: he flew other times because remember he flew when he was when he um, was Cal, evil, well, yeah. when he was Cal L. Because yeah. remember that's when they started making that whole like triple personality thing with him. Well, Cal L can fly, but I can't. I'm like you. Ha- you know how insane that sounds yeah. when you're Cal L. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like when I call myself the Cap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, so but um, you can jump out windows and be fine. Shut up! <laughs> I thought I throw you through a window. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's my fear with this is that uh, you know it, it could go well. Or you're just going to get a lot of unnecessary drama. Like, in other words, I don't need him to have met Selena Kyle because, Agreed. you know, I don't need there to be this teen love. And then eventually she grows up to be. I mean, it's just it just sounds like it's now his whole world will be interconnected, like all of it. You know, everyone will have known a young Bruce Wayne or something. And that's eh. it's, 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 it's that stuff that Steve did go talked about. Yeah. You know, not, not, don't connect everybody to your fucking world. Not everybody yeah. has to be related. Exactly. Alrighty, um, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been renewed for a second season, uh, as we probably all know this by now. I don't know if I should cheer, but go ahead. I, I'm happy. I, I don't know if, if you watch more than the first three, yeah. <laughs> well, you have to you have to stop sleeping, and then, then you're okay. The last half I heard it's excellent. more. I heard it's like the first six are horrible, and then like oh yeah, Whoa. no, the first the first half. I mean, it's not horrible. The first half is slower, but the second half, like once they picked up again, coming back in January, it's been just one hell of a ride. Yeah, you know. Um, But anyhow, uh, it will be joined by another Marvel movie offshoot. Marvel's Agent Carter will depict the further adventures of Peggy Carter, played by Haley Atwill in the 2011's Captain America movie, uh, in an early version of S.H.I.E.L.D. post-World War II. Uh, I, I yeah. heard crickets. I heard crickets well, right now. You should have a cricket button. There you go. Uh, <laughs> that's the next thing on the agenda. Ralph, get a cricket button. It's it's an interesting idea. Cricket, I mean, like in other cricket. words, it's, if you're telling me that she is the basis that it's around, but it's going to be more of a group atmosphere type feel, probably won't be that bad. Right. Um, but if you're telling me it's going to be like the Peggy Carter hour every hour, I, I mean, she's not a strong character. I mean, even in the comics. I mean, even Sharon Carter is not an interesting character in the comics, right. you know. So I'm assuming this will be more like you know she'll be the focal point that we have, but it'll be more about Shield and its doings. At least that's what I'm hoping. I, you know, I won't say anything only because I have not seen the rest of Shield, and I always felt like I was excited for Shield because it was a Marvel property, but I felt like the central characters weren't interesting enough for me to go, oh yeah, I watch that every week. Yeah, they're not um, really. So I kind of feel like it's almost like Disney slash ABC slash Marvel is saying, you know what, we could take any property that we have ownership to and make it and make it good and anybody will watch it. I feel like this Peggy Carter thing is kind of along those lines like, you know, it's connected to S.H.I.E.L.D. and it'll, it'll show the grassroots of S.H.I.E.L.D. and how things began and her event. I'm not interested. Right. Well, it won't be how it began. It'll just be them dealing with the post-World War II. So, that, I mean, this way, if nothing else, they were smart enough to realize now they definitely don't even have to question about, how come Captain America's not in it? Well, because he's frozen. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and presumed dead. You'll probably see some sort of scene where they fly over the Antarctic 
and you see his shape in the, in the ice. Yeah, that, that would be something. That would be cool for the end of the series. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So moving on here. As we all know by now, CW's The Flash TV series has been officially picked up and will air on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. this fall. The show Tuesdays? will. Tuesdays? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, pardon us. They, did they consult you, Mr. They, they should. <laughs> fuck. The they show sh- will obviously be set in the same universe as CW's deservedly popular Arrow. And joining the walk in the spotlight will be iZombie. That's officially been picked up by CW. Oh, we talked about that. And right? yep, and uh, NBC has officially requested series production for Constantine because the execs liked what they saw, and of course they because they didn't feel like paying Warner Brothers uh, buku bucks for uh, not airing the plot. Right. So that's also going to be so. We definitely have two more shows coming. Okay, I mean Constantine, we, and we we talked about both iZombie and Constantine, mm-hmm. and even though they're changing around iZombie a little too much, it's still interesting to see what they're going to do. Well, I mean, you figure most people don't have any clue what iZombie is going to be, so for them, it'll be all fresh. Right. It'll just be like, I mean, just like even for me, since I don't read the book, it's, it's kind of like a Walking Dead. Yeah. I mean, they could put anybody in the Walking Dead. I would have no way of knowing what's right or wrong. You right. Know? Most people would think that iZombie is an Apple product. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a th- it's got a cult following already, <laughs> but it was, it was a great comic book. So I'll be interested to see what they do here. All right, alrighty. Uh, Brian Singer has not denied rumors that he might be casting a younger Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Storm in the 2016 film X Men Apocalypse. The movie is intended to show, among other things, how the 2000 uh, the 2000s X Men movie team eventually formed. So you can look for these new faces uh, starting May 27, 2016. Wait, 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 wait. So, so he's going to go back in the time and show how this team formed. Can can someone give this guy like a, a, a very good explanation of how linear time works, you know, instead of making movies, you know, and jumping Bouncing around? Well, but it's also funny. I'm like, well, if you're going to have a younger Scott Jean and Storm, I'm assuming then are you going to have a younger, you know, Jean-Luc Picard? I mean, like, you know, is Patrick Stewart going to be replaced? Right. And I have no problem with that. You know, um, we're already getting, getting McAvoy here. But, I mean, I mean, are they just going to have McAvoy bald? Right. You no, know, no, I mean, like, no, agree, like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's just a question because, I mean, or, if they're all younger, so his, is he. Losing his hair, you see him, like, with patches of hair. <laughs> <laughs> hair club for men, bad tats, uh, toupee. And I, and I guess we're going to touch on some of that stuff um, on the second half of the podcast because right. that's one of the things we have on the table. Oh, yeah. Alrighty, yellow, blue, green, red, black, or pink. What do you think I'm talking about? Fucking Power Rangers. Pick your color now because the Power Rangers are launching an all-new movie franchise. Oh, God. No specifics about the movie have been released, but Haim Saban and Lionsgate are locking lips to breathe life into the 21-year-old franchise. This yeah. time it's rumored the cheesy kitty factor will pop- probably be reduced. Can you believe 21? Can you believe that people that were born when Power Rangers came out are actually legal drinking age in the U.S.? Yeah, man. Wow. I grew yeah. up watching Power Rangers. Yeah. I remember watching Power Rangers and being like, this shit fucking sucks. It's a fucking ripoff of Voltron. Yeah, I mean, well, for me, it was it was way <laughs> it was way too young for me. I, I you know, that was far. I, I think by the time it came out, I was 40. <laughs> I think I was on my way to college or something along that, or probably in college, or something like that. By that point, you ever notice when, uh, well, when I was younger, I had this really like uh, obsessive thing where I could notice like uh, shapes and things. Okay. So I, I, we, was, we call that seeing. Whatever. <laughs> I, it was driving, or not being blind. It was driving me crazy when like you would see the 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 American actors right, and they were fighting, and then they would transform into their suits. And each freaking guy had like a different shape than the actual actor. And I'm like, it drove me crazy. But then it was years later that I found out that they were using the Japanese scenes in, in, right. in the series. Oh, Either man. that or maybe the actors just put on the different colors suits just to fuck with you. <laughs> no, no, but it's like the shape. Why does the Black Ranger have boobs? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Because one of them had like, this, you know, 
nice ass, and then when in the suit, how did I know he was going to say something like that? <laughs> what was it the Red Ranger? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, the Red Ranger has an incredible ass. <laughs> All right, that was Jason, right? I yeah. don't know. I, again, I know nothing about them. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's five forms of who cares, who cares, who cares, yeah. who cares, and who cares. <laughs> Alrighty. Marvel's Ant-Man director, Edgar Wright, has left the movie project due to creative differences. Uh, his oh. sudden departure has eyebrows raised since he has been with the project from its, its inception in 2006. It's kind of scary. Marvel says this will not impact its scheduled release date of July 17, 2015. Hmm. Kind of scary when like a guy that's been there from the beginning is yeah. just like fuck. This makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have someone on the team just calling. He's like, yo, yo, um, what's going on here? I, I need some help. This is not working. <laughs> so you're telling me what his pin particles don't shrink him? It just makes the whole world grow. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that just seems outlandish. And I thought, I, I, I thought Ant Man was gonna be part of Stage Three, but is it part of Stage Two? Um. I don't know. I mean, I, I, guess I remember it them is. saying Ant Man was part of Stage Three, but um, well, maybe they meant including him in the movies. I don't know, but, um, but yeah, no. I mean, I knew it was going to be coming out. Soon, he might be. You know? is, is he going to be an Age of Ultron? I don't know. I mean, we know nothing about it. Like I said, we don't even know because in comics, for those of you that don't know out there, um, it's Hank Pym that creates Ultron. You yeah. know, so I don't know. I mean, maybe that's why they're trying to choose him now, even though it's Hank Pym is actually Michael Douglas. Remember, it's right. Scott. It's Paul it's a, Rudd is Scott Lang, Scott Lang who right. is the one that eventually became Ant Man, and that's the most popular Ant Man. But um, he would not be, have been the one that created the uh, the Ultron. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, are they going to say, well, if Michael Douglas is in this movie, he's also the one that helped create Ultron, or are they going to nix that? And I mean, I, again, I just think that for the movie, they'll probably have it's Tony Stark's one of his creations, especially since it has the voice of Jarvis. Yeah. Right. That's what I was that's, thinking. You know, so I just kind of think that. So uh, the reason that they don't want to use Hank Pym is because he's a wife beater. <laughs> he's a t-shirt what no just because he's Michael Douglas <laughs> I mean the way he talks about Catherine Zeta-Jones he's been perfectly cast for Pang Pim by the way oh, please she got her award out of him wow oh fucked up that's fucked up alrighty alright anyone who saws uh, wow anyone who saws so any saws? carpenters out there listen wow <laughs> Ralph disease spreads the mic <laughs> anyone yes, who saw I'm DC, contagious anyone who saw DC's animated feature Justice League War knew it was coming but the powers to be at uh, or powers that be at DC are still tight-lipped about the upcoming new 52 Aquaman movie. So the new services, however, have heard that it will most likely be an origin story for the blonde trust ruler of the Seven Seas, but no release date has been announced yet. They treat they treat Aquaman and Wonder Woman the same. So yeah. which, and he's getting a movie before she is. Well, she, he's getting it. No, no, she had an animated film yeah. first, How and long? it was good. It was years ago. I mean, it was what 2009, 2010. Oh, was it that? It was a good further one. away, yeah. No, I remember. I remember you not liking it because of the end. I don't remember. Clear. I haven't watched it in years. She I told Steve remember. Trevor that she'd be cooking. She'll be at home waiting for him cooking something like that. Oh God, I don't remember. I, I gosh, that 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 would be horrible. <laughs> Thanks for spoiling the ending. Spoilers. I should call him Ralphies. <laughs> and the Ralphie goes too. <laughs> you got to be careful with you confuse him with Rufies. Wow. <laughs> well, ask Brian Bendis. I mean Brian. Uh, Brian. Uh, Brian Singer? Brian Singer about that, yeah. <laughs> Damn, another Brian Singer joke. We haven't even got to that. Yeah, thank you. And we haven't even got to that section of the, of the podcast exactly. yet. All right, it has been finally announced. The continuous foul odor known as the Man of Steel sequel has at long last received the title Batman V Superman Dawn of Justice is the official full title for the 2016 film that will include Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, 
Plastic Man, Vibe, Jubilee, and Yipes the Fruit Stripe Gum Zebra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, out of all of those that you mentioned, how many of those besides the Fruit Stripe, the, the fruit stripe Zebra? Now I'm sounding like you. <laughs> Contagious! <laughs> the Fruit Stripe Zebra. But how many of those people are actually in the movie? Uh, well, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Cyborg have been definitely defined. I believe Aquaman is a rumor. But that's still just a rumor. You said Plastic Man, too. I just threw that in. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, oh, did I miss no, something? No, they, they would not throw him in. I mean, not if you're trying to make the Justice League. I mean, he's not even involved that way with them. They would probably say Martian Manhunter before they say Plastic Man. But 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 onto the name. So they so they changed the name. Right. It was Batman or they V. Had, Again, it's not the verses. So they, they definitely put it more like a boxing match. It's Batman V Superman. Not saying that that means anything much more, but it's just interesting. Maybe it's Batman Five Superman. <laughs> just how many years is going to take for this fucking movie to come out? They hi- high fiving each other, maybe or something. <laughs> right. Uh, better a high five than a low five, I suppose. <laughs> Alrighty, geeks will be loving this. Doctor Who battles the oh. Terminator. Oh, here we go. What? Uh, yeah, you like that yeah. summation? That gets ears a twitching. Alrighty, the Terminator reboot features the return of Arnold Schwarzenegger in the title role and Matt Smith in an as-yet-unnamed role. Matt Smith was the 11th Doctor for the hoes at home that don't know that. Hoes. Cat. Yeah. Uh, who fucking cares? Everybody cares. <laughs> Linda Hamilton and Michael Bean will not be appearing as their characters have been replaced by Amelia Clark and Jay Courtney, respectively. Oh, God. Wait, so they're making an actual movie of this? It's a reboot. They're, it's not a sequel or anything. They're redoing Terminator. So, oh in other words, God. Amelia Clark is Sarah Connor. Jay Courtney is uh, um, Kyle Reese. Wait, wait, you know, blah, 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 blah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is in it? He is the Terminator. Really? Yeah. Now, I don't know if he'll be the only model. If he'll just... Maybe he'll be the lead engineer Terminator. I don't know what the he's hell, the, but he's the Terminator. He's the prototype, and then they get, they get like a good one coming in? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> again, if, if, it's, if they're rebooting the franchise, I mean, he is the Terminator, you know. But he was, what, a T-800? What, T yeah. Yeah, so. I, just die already. Yeah. Come with me if you want I, to I, live. I don't know. I don't wish death on anybody, but just go away, Arnold. Nobody wants to see you as Conan. Nobody wants to see you as Terminator. <laughs> oh, Quit the okay. shit. I'll take Terminator over Conan at this point in his life. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and, make, and it's King Conan as the name, what, the, the new one, right? They're talking about making oh, they King Conan. They're, Co- they're, they're, they're going for it? Is that, are they using the same guy from the last Conan movie? I don't know. That didn't do very well. You know, you guys shouldn't really be surprised because he did say it. You know? I'll be back. That's right. He says a lot of shit, though. <laughs> he said that in every movie after that. Right. <laughs> I'll be back. And he keeps coming back. Um, you know, oddly enough, I doubt his wife said that after the affair. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be back. But the maid was like, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> after deportation. Wow. <laughs> For my green papers. Wow. <laughs> oh, how mean. All righty. <laughs> oh, that's over the line. Mike says, speaks, says shit, but I'm over the line. Okay. <laughs> Alrighty, I've got stuff that is going to piss Ralph off. Go for it. Has, it's trade noise. It's not Transformers. It has to do a Nightwing. I have a Zen-like, you know, attitude with anger. Fuck yeah. out of here. Let's see. It's either Nightwing or Luther-based. Nope, neither. Nope. But his Zen's going out the window. Good. Alrighty, let's. I'm going to do a PSA, which is not provolone, salami, and anchovies for you people oh that are wondering. God. I have a PSA announcement here for the TV lineup. Of past. These are the shows that have gotten the axe. NBC. Believe after one season. Community after five seasons. Crisis after one season. Dracula after one season. (laughs) Growing Up Fisher after one season. And Revolution after two seasons. Well, I knew about Revolution, but they're getting rid of Believe. Are you serious? 
I told you he's going to be having his zen. <laughs> look, his, what? his zen's cracking. <laughs> ABC Mixology after one season. Neighbors after two seasons. Suburgatory after three seasons. Super Fun Night after one season. Trophy Wife one season. No losses there. And all uh, Mixology Fox, is actually pretty good. Here we go. Almost Human after one season. What? <laughs> Dads after one season. Enlisted after one season. Rake after one season. Surviving Jack after one season. Wow. Right. Oh, and we've got more for you, Mister Ralph. All right, the CW, the Carrie Diaries after one season, Star Cross after one season. I've never even heard of that. And the Tomorrow People after what? one season. <laughs> oh, no, someone's going to die. Someone's going to die. And, and CBS, Bad Teacher after one season, Crazy Ones after one season, Friends with Better Lies after one season, Hostages after one season, and I warned everybody, Intelligence after one season. Oh, no, 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 no. That's just taking it too far. <laughs> Too yeah. far. When I saw what Dude, they were, I was, I was like, that's episode. your entire TV watching life right there. Wow. That's a lot of axe cutting. Yeah. Listen, the, oh the shows. And, I, and that's, that was two weeks ago. I didn't update this. So I definitely, that was the um, 23, 24 episodes, um, shows then. So I don't know if they increased anymore. I knew about a few of them. Right. You know, I, I actually liked Enlisted. It was pretty funny. Yeah. And Rake was hilarious. I, I liked that. Some of these shows, but I mean, they, you know, they, they put down the amount of seasons. I was being generous. Some of them, it says one season, but it's like six episodes. Intelligence. <laughs> wow. Come on. It was wasn't actually, wasn't dude. No, it was you, pretty good at the end. It was towards, it was pretty good at the end. Oh. I thought the end of it was the first show where everything <laughs> happened. <laughs> no, no, no. That actually they they really developed it well. Okay. Yeah, they did. Evidently not well enough. Well, well, I guess I was now. the only one that was watching. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's wow. That's a lot of cutting. That's a lot. And, and Dracula. I mean, come on. That was pretty good. I'm happy. I don't think there's one show on here that I watched. <laughs> and, and, and the moral. Well, the almost human. I like. And the moral yeah, of the story. Almost folks, human was if, good. If Ralph picks something that he likes, it's sure to be cut. <laughs> you know what? With Wait. his six claws. <laughs> I might just start watching The Walking Dead. A hundred Ralphs could be watching it, and that show would not stop. <laughs> it's Ralph proof. It's Ralph proof. That's it. I'm gonna call upon my Ralph army. We shall unite. Yeah, but you can't pull that Ralph over to save any of those shows that are already being cut. But his Ralph army doesn't move very far because the gasoline for all those tanks is way too expensive. <laughs> Anyhow, that is all the quick news I have, which wasn't quick at all, but it was a lot of news. Yeah, no, no. Good job, uh, MFG. That's dope. Wow, that's a lot of stuff that we've missed in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. That's what happens when you two are slacking off. Slacking off. Fuck out of here. I had to go see Grandma in Virginia and Uh see how she's doing. What happened to AC? She sold you her watch? (laughs) (laughs) She ain't selling me shit. (laughs) But uh, what about AC? Uh, I thought you were gambling in... I wasn't gambling. I was uh, there with my cut dude. I didn't have enough money to gamble. Uh, I had enough. Uh, I barely had money to get there. Really? <laughs> Everything was like, "Hey, uh, Cap, we're gonna do this and this and this. Um, we're gonna chip in." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I could have sworn I saw a picture of you holding a, a hundred thousand dollar check over at a casino in AC. Yeah, it was for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, lift, he lifted it up. He was sweeping the floor at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I couldn't even pay for my room. <laughs> All right, holy so, man, you take enough gambling now. You live in the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wait, you a you a black man on the lower on the lower east side? What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm on Midtown. What are you talking about? We're urbane. We're urbane. Oh goodness! <laughs> Here we go. Don't get me started on New York politics with zoning and all that shit. But let's get let's get to the first half of the show. And it's funny because in the meeting right before the show, I had said let's do this movie versus that movie, and MFG was adamant about no 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 no. Let's do the other movie first before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if you're wondering what are we talking about, well. The first movie we're going to review is Godzilla. Ralph, hit that tab. Warning, this segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. 
Yes, it will contain spoilers. There's a big monster in it. And nobody's going to fucking care. That's why. <laughs> oh, that already tells you how our review is going to go. So with the synopsis is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Woo! Godzilla 2014. 123 minutes of a movie. Alrighty. Uh, <laughs> director Gareth Edwards gets a chance to helm America's second attempt to tame the world's most notorious kaiju, Godzilla. Toho Company Limited, Warner Brothers Entertainment, and Legendary Pictures formed an unlikely menage a trois for this 2014 reboot of the 1954 classic Godzilla, a.k.a. anybody else know the name? Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That was the American uh, version. Okay. I, evidently, we needed that to go see it. Um, all righty. So the synopsis. This time, Japanese and American territories are terrorized by prehistory creatures that are well, bigger than a bread box, but smaller than Pacific Rim Jaegers. Uh, American scientist <laughs> Joe Brody is living in Japan when he is suddenly widowed and displaced following an energy release at his workplace, the Janjiro nuclear plant. Fifteen years later, Joe and his son, Ford, who is a U.S. Navy explosive ordnance disposal officer, are playing. Wow. Yeah, I know it was a lot. Are, are playing intrepid detectives among the ruins of their long ago Japanese residence when they witness the birth of a creature that could possibly spell the end of life on the planet as we know it. But what could possibly be worse than one giant world-ending Mudo, otherwise known as a massive, unidentified terrestrial organism, wreaking death and destruction? Well, how about two? Good thing we have Godzilla on our side. Or do we? Walter White, a second... Uh, we have Walter White, a second Quicksilver, and the Scarlet Witch prove that a meth dealer and a couple of incestuous mutant twins can make a difference when horny mega monsters are on the prowl. Oh, what the fuck? I didn't even think about that way. <laughs> yep, that's, that's our leading cast. Uh, <laughs> so the movie, just real fast, uh, just for everyone to know why I mentioned the Walter White, uh, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch. Um, it's starring Brian Cranston as Joe Brody, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Ford Bro- Brody, who was also uh, Kick-Ass originally, and right. he's Quicksilver in the... Uh, he'll be Quicksilver in the, Avengers, in the movie? Avengers movie, right. Elizabeth Olsen as L. Brody, who's going to be the Scarlet Witch in the uh, Avengers movie, and Ken Watanabe as Dr. Ishiro Sozawa. Well, that's because it would have been rude not to have someone Japanese in the crew. (laughs) (laughs) It's their monster. (laughs) All right, good, good job. And and, wow, that that, that title for for, um, what's his name's character, that was pretty long. Yeah, that was long. (laughs) Did you practice that? Uh, I had to actually read it twice. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Next time I see Spanish, I should do that and actually practice what I'm reading. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, that was a mouthful. Um, I'm, I've I'm heard get... that said so many times. Whoa, whoa, that's <laughs> Woo! there. We go. Got that one in right on time. All right, all right. Um, I only got one sentence for this movie, and I know I was gonna blow away everything. See it twice. Was that it? Hell no. It's <laughs> bad enough I saw Spider Man twice. I have to see it a third time, according to Gigi. <laughs> Fool. <laughs> but about this movie, where? is Godzilla. That's what I'll say for the notes. Godzilla! <laughs> I, it's really funny because uh, you couldn't find Godzilla that easy. I saw Carmen... Um, was it? Uh, Carmen it? Carmen Carmen, I saw her twice. I saw Waldo three times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in the beginning of the movie, MFG and I went to go see the movie after I did a fundraising walk for um, for the AIDS walk. And Yay! You, and you assholes on Carnival body. And there goes Ralph on cue. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. oh, wait, Ralph. After seeing this movie, are you happy that you missed it? Huh? Well, he saw it anyhow. <laughs> hey, I would have been happy to get out of the house, man. There you go. <laughs> true, true, true. But then after watching Godzilla, like, oh, could, we could have like downloaded this. Oh, I did. Because <laughs> someone you know, forced me to watch it that way. When he says downloaded, we don't know what he means because, of course, uh, our Ralph the Tech or any of us who do not support doing anything illegal. Arr. Arr. <laughs> but, but but let's talk about the movie. I say where is Godzilla because I feel like for, for a lot of the movie, it was a lot of buildup, yeah. you know, learning about the human characters. And you always wonder where monster movies 
you know, it's, you know, there's such a focus on actors right. and, and the acting guild and I need FaceTime and if I'm in this movie, my name's on it, you got to see me. How much of it's building up of the human characters who I can give a fuck about? Right. And how much but but it wasn't even just that, though, because it wasn't like, for instance, um, just this huge buildup of human characters and then throw in some monsters. The monsters were in the movie for most of the movie. It's well, just Godzilla, were. right? Right. Yeah, it's just Godzilla wasn't. I, you know, I, I had used this uh, example uh, with Cap when we left the theater. I said it, it was just like if you went to see Rocky, and ninety five percent of the movie was just uh, um, what's it got? Burgess Meredith, the coach, and then Rocky came in at the end and, and won the fight. I mean, that's what it was like. You're just like, I, I, there's a tale of Godzilla. Oh, there's his back spine of Godzilla, <laughs> and there's an underwater underwater image maybe of Godzilla. It was Godzilla's know. shadow. Yeah. I think he blinked right now because you can hear the, the, the earth shaking, but you can't see him. There's the fart of Godzilla. Oh look, if you look closely, <laughs> there's a poo. Yeah, it, it, it was just like every time that you know you you wanted Godzilla, or every time there was an earthquake. Or something shook. You were like, "Oh, that's him! That's him! That's him!" And then it was something else. It right. was like it was such a cock tease. It's like that. It's like that. That time that somebody's getting a blowjob and it's like tongue, tongue, mouth. Okay, pull away. Tongue, <laughs> tongue, mouth. Okay, pull. Away. Okay, there's only but so much you could do that. And with this movie, it felt like that. So, so you do know about the jail sex? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why you played innocent. <laughs> I played. Inno- I played innocent for the gym sex. That's what I'm talking. <laughs> jail sex. I said nothing about. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of weird that you're saying Godzilla is a big cock tease when he. Clearly, he was a big cock blocker because you knew he was just blocking that mood from getting. I know he was just he was like if you really think about it, Jason was. I mean, uh, Godzilla was kind of like Jason from the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Every time those monsters wanted to get it on, Godzilla was like, "I'm here, (laughs) (laughs) knock it off. This is not happening. This shit ain't gonna fly. Not in my neighborhood. It's like a it's like a mother showing up on a date when." when No, it's time to go upstairs. Fuck. Mijo, <laughs> did you change your wet sheets? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the kind of shit I went through. <laughs> wow. Not wet sheets, but like cock blocking. Yeah, Never mind. Sure. You've already put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> wrong person. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just felt like there was so much stuff going on. And, and don't get me wrong. And, and I was, I'm waiting for Mike to mention that I shouldn't even be talking about the story because I walked away to get a slushie. <laughs> I think there's yeah, probably I, more action in the concession stand. Absolutely. Well, more. actually, no. He left it. You just saw the movie recently. He left in within like the first five minutes of the movie. So like that's where they there actually was slight interest. It's right when um you know something's happening at the nuclear facility, and it was actually a moment where I was like, oh, this is this might be a good movie. You know, it was a little bit of drama. You know, in it, Brian Cranston started out well, and then he just boiled down into overacting unfortunately i mean he's such a great actor but then like right after like that five or so minutes and maybe i'll be generous and give say 10 minutes the movie just kind of floundered a bit it just it's not the worst movie i've ever seen it's just i think i said i didn't care one way or the other it's not that i hated it didn't care it's just the i didn't have any um i didn't have any uh what did i want any bonding with the humans yeah. yeah and i didn't have any bonding with the monsters and i didn't have any interest in the fight scenes they just weren't interesting you know? and, and i guess you can see why brian cranston you know wasn't in the whole movie he's like he kill probably, me now he read the script and <laughs> he's like you know what just kill me here so i don't have to live through the rest of this script can't you uh, no sorry brian that that would be the opening title we, you, you actually have to say those lines we wrote <laughs> I, I rem- but all i remember was leaving because i was tired from the aids walk i was just so freaking like tired so because mike goes yo do you want a slushy i said no no, no i'm fine Movie's rolling, I'm fading because the movie's moving slow. It's a slow pace at the in the beginning, and then I'm like, "Fuck, okay." And Mike's like, "Why are you getting up?" I'm like, "I need a slushy." And then they, I come back and the earth is quaking and the wife is getting locked in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit, the shit from the preview, I'm missing it." <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, it just um the movie. 
I can see what they were trying to do. I just don't think they executed it well. I, I think basically um, if the whole intro and the, the movement with the Mudos, again, the, the, the first monster that we see and then eventually the second one that we see prior to Godzilla, it's if they had chopped that span of that into like maybe a total of 15 minutes and then brought Godzilla in somehow, you know, whatever, it would have moved along faster. Right. But at the same time, too, though, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, but even if Godzilla had been in sooner, what would the movie have turned into? I mean, it's just it's it's just such a huge monster fight kind of a movie. You're like, well, how much can I destroy a building before there's just nothing left of a town like you know to care about? They, they could have added more monsters. I'm I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go and do one thing Cap never does. Yes, I, I spoke in third person. I'm gonna actually Again. apologize to you guys. Oh, I thought you were gonna come up with a good idea. No. <laughs> This podcast was my. I thought idea. he was going to shower, guys. I thought he was going to shower. No. Oh wow. No, I was going to say. Remember we talked about Pacific Rim? Yeah. I finally got to see it on an HBO. Oh. And, and, I, and actually, I changed my mind. I was like, it's actually pretty enjoyable. It's not yeah. fantastic, but it's no, enjoyable. It's not a great and I'm like, movie. It's a fun movie. And it's connected to Godzilla. <laughs> What? <laughs> Cap said it was a good movie? Thank you it for being 20 shit. minutes too late with that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, you know, reacquainted Sh- with that. Shock takes a while to go through the body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it was actually, I watched it on HBO numerous times. I was like, okay, it's actually pretty good. I mean, there's parts I found it hokey, but I was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. But it's still enjoyable. It's, it's a fun movie. So I enjoyed it. And I'm like, if Godzilla had any, like, the way they showed the, 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 the warrior, the warrior robots and the way they had the. You know the monsters coming, whatever. Um, kaiju, kaiju. So basically, they, if they had it in the frequency like that, I think it would have been a right. much more fun movie. Right. I mean, basically, I mean, who knows what you know they'll do in the future? But it, it's just that this movie, it just it sat. Again, I don't want to give it the opinion. It didn't sit around a lot. It's just again, you just didn't care that much. It's yeah. not that the movie was painstakingly slow or anything like that, I mean, except for the beginning. But I did find the beginning slow. It was just the setup, but. It's just that you didn't care. Like, like I wasn't rooting for like, like you know, sometimes like for instance, in the first uh, American Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick, right? I, me, and pretty much everybody that saw the movie was rooting for Godzilla to kill that woman. She was. I don't even know her name. She didn't <laughs> become a star from that movie. It just ruined her career, you know, um, because she was just such an annoying character. So it wasn't like I was rooting for the monsters to kill anybody because um, I didn't hate any character that much. Right. Um, but at the same time, I didn't hate the monsters so much that I was rooting for the yeah. for the military or Godzilla. To, I mean, like, I didn't care. I was just kind of like, oh, fight, fight, destruction, destruction, death, death. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the one thing yeah. I will say on a positive note, when you do see Godzilla fall out, it is pretty cool. He looks great. Because it looks great. It, it, I mean, it was a good mix of, you know, Past and present because of the, you know the way his snout looked and, and everything yeah. else, and then when he roared, it just looked really like yeah. menacing. It was really really cool. No, it was. I enjoyed it. I, it. You could see his like throat, yeah, kind of wobbling when he would roar and stuff like that. Oh my god! But um, and, you know, through the whole movie, I'm I'm quiet about it, and uh, it had just been bothering me because again, I'm having flashes of the 1998 Godzilla movie where they just stripped down that poor creature, you know, into like nothing of itself. So I'm watching. I mean, and just to let you know, I mean, this isn't spoiler spoiler. I mean, this is just kind of like. You're gonna sit there, and you're gonna sit there, and you're gonna sit there, and and it's really weird. It was I was just about to turn to Cap, right when I saw Godzilla, the lower part of his tail light up, and this is towards the very end of the movie. Okay, his tail starts to light up, and then I turned to Cap, and I went, "Oh my God, he's finally gonna use his atomic blast!" And I said, because I was starting to think, like in the '98 movie, he didn't have one. Mm-hmm. 
So I thought they were going to do the same annoying thing, but finally they did the blast, and uh, yeah. it was really good. I mean, I liked the effect of the way they had his spine light up and everything. You yeah. know, talk about mouth to mouth. Oh, that was it. <laughs> that, that was a, that, that. That actually got the whole um, theater cheering. We won't get into specific specifics, but you know, no, no, I'm, I'm, gonna, get, I'm gonna do that one. <laughs> Big spoiler for you, right? One of the ways he kills one of the creatures is he puts he like chomps onto the other one's uh, face and right through the mouth he just shoots his atomic blast into it. And it's like it's like he's you know giving life breathing air but with atomic fire. Yeah, <laughs> which I but but that part confused me in the movie actually because they kept saying that the whole thing is that those two creatures did any they absorbed atomic radiation. Yeah. So I was I, very confused I guess not on in that. the fire form. I, I, you <laughs> I know it was just weird. Later. It was just weird. You know, um, you know that because that was what kept them alive. So I was like, oh, I'll just let it have it. I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't I, I don't care enough to argue with this movie by this point. You know, who I did care about what Elizabeth Olsen. Really, I thought she was kind of cute. And I, okay, that doesn't have to do with the movie. <laughs> that, 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 that's how Alert much. Gigi. Alert Gigi. <laughs> Gigi's too busy fucking drooling over fucking, what's his name for Hugh Captain Jackman? America? No. Um, oh, that, that's Chris our Evans? next segment. Let's save it for the next segment. Chris um, Evans. Chris Evans, because we, we, we watched uh, Captain America yesterday, and she's like, oh my God. I'm like, stop. Stop. I'm right here. <laughs> I bet she wishes she was and, with that cap. And, and it's not, <laughs> oh, no. There's only, it's only one cap for her. Fuck that. <laughs> but but, but um, all jokes aside, what I was saying is the reason why I brought up Elizabeth Olsen is because that's how much I was not invested in caring about anything else. I mean, you know, the, 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 the soldier character was pretty cool. He was all right, but, you know, like. He was bland. I mean, you know, again, I just found him bland. Like, it was funny because I watched Elizabeth Olsen and. I'm not even thinking about Godzilla. I'm like, wow, she's better than her other two sisters. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she's going to, I hope she's this good in Avengers. I couldn't even think about Godzilla because they were so busy not showing him. I didn't fucking care. Yeah. yeah. I got I got a good idea for like, if they ever do a sequel, Pacific Rim crossover. Oh, that's been talked about. People have been yeah. saying that they would yeah. love to see that. Uh, good thing that you brought that up there, Mr. RT Squared. Uh, in one week, this $160 million production has earned uh, $117 million domestically with a t- uh, total gross of $203 million. And director uh, Gareth Edwards has already been signed to direct Godzilla 2 and 3. What? Fuck. Two yes. and three? And but, but, three. But you know, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve my, my, my opinion for now only because maybe... This buildup was to so, so that we can get to some action. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, a la Sam Raimi, right. a la, a la, you know, a la Joss Whedon with taking all the other um, other movies and putting in the Avengers, saying let's get right to the action. Right. I mean, it, there's. I mean, hopefully there's some buildup. I mean, now that we've established that Godzilla is there, even though it, it was just really weird. Like, you know, part of the military wanted to kill Godzilla because they've known he's been around. Won't even get into the long story of why. You get a little hint of that in the trailer, anyhow. Um, they know he's been around. They've been any time he's caused a disruption, they cover it up with some kind of story or whatever. But they want to destroy him. But then he say, well, he doesn't save any lives. I mean, he just kills the monster. It's basically he's almost like drawn to kill these yeah, monsters. He follows because he's an alpha predator. He follows right. his instinct. He's like, fuck, knowing you guys gonna be around here when I'm supposed to be here. Right. I'm a top dog. He's top dog that no one ever sees. Oddly yeah. enough, you know. But <laughs> that's the weird part. Like no one ever sees him. But um. But then, so you have to understand, like, as you'd imagine with monsters of that size, there is just massive destruction. And like it told you, it goes from Japan to America. It ends up basically around San Francisco. So it's just massive destruction that's going on, as you, as you could imagine. But, you know, uh, at the end, you know, Godzilla defeated the monster. But when he goes to walk away, people are just kind of standing near him like, oh, he's a good guy. And I'm like... No, no, he he's still a monster. Like he's not like that happy that. Godzilla that like like that last of the jokes in the old movies. I mean, yeah. it's like no, no, he just 
did what he does. I mean, he you just happen to be know, on, on the right end of the right. Stick, you, yeah. you just happen to benefit from it. <laughs> I'm know? like, so you mean to tell me that all the destruction that he caused, and you're okay with it? You're like, oh, yeah, man, he's one of the good guys. Godzilla, our hero on the yeah. newscast. Like, I, I started to believe he must be Republican because they all seemed happy with him. Wow. No, and then, uh, <laughs> you can see in the sequels they're gonna have Godzilla mugs and T-shirts and all kinds of souvenirs. <laughs> well, he's going to he'll be on TV. Get your Godzilla back scratchers here. No, 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 they won't because um, um, the company that makes them is going to make sure that ain't happening. <laughs> Toho Company does not play with their license. <laughs> you were man. telling us about that uh, on, the, on a couple of podcasts ago. They we don't about play with that license. Shit. That is their one big property. It, um, I was. What was interesting was I was trying to see if the Mudo was any like any other creature we've seen in any of the Godzilla movies no, before. It kind of looked like a, a waspy something. I don't. Well, know. one of them flew, and the other one was just like right. Stuck but they the had ground. like a they had like a thorax kind of body at the back, and they had like like what six legs? Right? Yeah, I think or four. Or, no, it was four legs. They had four legs. I don't. They they kind of look they, they, in their head though. You've noticed um, comic book people noticed kind of look like the brood a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Head, that's what I thought exactly. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. my problem. Also, it, they looked a little. To the the head, they were very angular. Mecha- they look very mechanical, yeah. very angular. Very well, because of the angles, I at least thought I thought they were. I mean, even though there are bugs that are, you know, some of the bugs can look like that. I guess just for a movie, they just looked very angular. And it looked more like a vehicle than than yeah. an actual animal. I was like, are yeah. those robots? I couldn't uh, tell. They were mudos. They were more than ECI. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Mike's getting all the drums to roll his way. <laughs> And the bells. That's that my, my part Native American blood. <laughs> oh, God. He got that good hair. Anyway. <laughs> how, how do we feel about the um, the way the way it ended? Because the fight scene, once stuff started going down, it was a different movie. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I was never that invested in the fight scenes. I mean, they weren't bad. They weren't overly memorable, you know, except for like, like, you know, Ralph was just saying about, you know, one of the deaths of the monsters, which is just, you know, it actually was the one. It's the only time the crowd actually was active. Right. I mean, do you agree? I don't, I don't remember them boo. I mean, I, I don't remember them booing or hollering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but th- that one scene with the when he kills that one monster, everyone was like, yeah, you know, and then laughing too because it was actually really funny as well. Like just the kind of a, a humor release. But uh, could, could you imagine that scene redone and imagine like barf, just like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, He's like, oh like Peter from Family Guy just throwing up down his throat. <laughs> a, a drunk guy's like, oh, what's going on, guys? How about some clam chowder? <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I, I I liked the fight at the end. It just it was visually great. But I think I agree with Mike. I guess I didn't think of it that way. That you did you weren't invested. You weren't invested in the characters and what you know what's going on and who who it is. Because sometimes you, like for other movies, you're watching it like on the edge. You see right, what's going to exactly. happen. You know, and you're just kind of like, okay, it's happening. Well, I'd say like in other words, the fight scene. The way I felt was, well, this is the fight scene that ends the movie. I mean, like, you have to end the movie, and this is what will do it. You know, it wasn't like, like you said, it wasn't on the edge of my seat, like, holy shit, <laughs> you know, this is so good. Yeah. It's like, oh, I expected that. Okay. Right, cool. yeah. <laughs> Even if you didn't know how it was going to do, you're like, well, yeah, he's going to come in. He's going to clean house, it's, you know. That'll do, Godzilla. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, anything you want to add before I say the the, the rating word? Uh, you just did, but sure. no. <laughs> anything else you want to add? Godzilla. Okay, I'm good. You sang a fuck. <laughs> what are you? Okay, let's go with ratings. I'm gonna give my rating. I'll start it off. Um, I'm gonna give it, and as a mo- as a movie, I'm gonna give it probably a two missing Godzillas out of five. Well, what would you give it as a car? No, no, I'm saying if, if I had to watch it, <laughs> if I had to watch it on Netflix, I probably would give it a, a, a two and a half or a three. Because it's something that uh, sitting home, it wouldn't be too bad watching. You know, you could like, you know, I, oh, wow, the, the first 20, 30, half hour, hour of the movie, I can clean. 
<laughs> I can always say, let me know when Godzilla's done. I'll be doing the dishes. <laughs> but as a movie in the movie theaters, I'm giving it a two out of five. All right. Ralph? All right. I give it a five out of five for that fight scene. Oh, whoa. I was like, you're six causing it? <laughs> I was about to be angry right now. Uh, for the, fight, the fight scene gets a five out of five. The whole movie as a whole, it gets uh, two throat flame atomic blasts in your mouth out of five. Oh, so Ralph and I agree. Oh, look at that there. Wow, okay. It's like they're the same person. Must be that baldness that goes around. <laughs> and the beard. And the beard. MFG. Um, I give it a five. Suddenly, no one is afraid of a 900 million foot monster out of 10. <laughs> I just split it right down the middle. Uh-oh. I, I was going to split it right down the middle, but I was like, yeah, that means I, 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 I kind of liked it. Well, for me, down the middle just means I, it, it didn't affect me one way or the other. Like I, like I said, and it's what I've said in my review, like it, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I just... It was a movie that went on and do you remember the last movie? Do you remember the last movie you saw that you felt that way about? Uh, offhand, no. Daredevil, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, that was not it. I can't think of one offhand. Usually, I you know because well, you at least hope a movie gives you a, a better opinion. To me, like you know, you would think a five out of five is like you know pretty decent. I mean, and obviously it is. Um, you know, a five out of five movie. If I saw it rated that way and saw it, I would. If I wasn't doing anything, I would give it a try. But at least sometimes when you see like something that's rated a three or a four out of ten. You know you're going in for bad, and if you're right. in the mood for bad, you're like, "Holy shit, this is it!" And of course, if you see like a six, seven, or eight, you're like, "Okay, this movie's probably not bad." So for me, it's almost like a five is worse than those other ratings <laughs> because it's just like, "Oh, I'm just going to get a movie, and I'm going to get something that fills two hours of my time." Right. I'm not going to really care one way or another. I'm not going to go like, "You have to see this movie. It was horrible," you know, or something <laughs> like that. You know, it's just going to be like, "Yeah, it was fine." Yeah, I mean, I. It's it's funny because I don't know if I would have been given the same rating if I didn't see um, on Pacific Rim first. Because oh. like I said, I just saw it a couple of days ago, and I finally got to sit there and watch it again together. You know what? I changed my mind. Actually, it's it's okay. It's fun. It's a little campy at times, but it's fun. And, and, and if as a monster movie, it works great. And then watching Godzilla, I'm like, this is not a monster movie. <laughs> <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah, what? it definitely does not have the intensity of Pacific Rim it's by any means. Intense drama. It's like The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh, and there you have it. Uh, um, Godzilla supposedly be king of the monsters, more like king of the snooze. <laughs> so we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, twenty-two pages later, after I choke Ralph for that Walking Dead comment. <laughs> hey guys, this is the Cap, letting you know that your voice is important. We still want to hear from you. Tell us what you thought of our last episode. Channel your inner Mike the Finance Guy and let us know if we got something wrong, which he's really good at doing. Help us with Geeks on the Go questions or even compliment us on our horrible impersonations. Your impersonations aren't that bad, Doc. Thanks, Kev, even though I thought that was. So, (laughs) show us some nerd love on Twitter at Meanwhile22 or like our page on Facebook. You can also check out our website at Meanwhile22pageslater.com. That 22 is a number. And if you have enough time, send us a positive review on iTunes. Wow. We're really begging, aren't we? Now let's get back to the show. All right, so we don't have Ralph anymore because I choked him out for talking about The Walking Dead again. <laughs> I'm back, baby. I'm like Jesus. Get in the car, Carl. 2.0. I, sh- I should have used the tank on you for that one. <laughs> nah, all the tanks work for me, not against me. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so um, now we're on to our second half of the, of the podcast, and we're going to talk about a movie we actually enjoyed, <laughs> which is going to be Daredevil. 
No, that's more, <laughs> wow. Why do we keep using Daredevil for me, barbed wire? Because <laughs> barbed wire is a lot of fun. Uh, f- fun for what? F- fun, once again, I'll, uh, on a day where I'm cleaning, and I'm like, okay, we're going to see Pam Anderson's boobs. Okay, I'll be back in a couple of hours. Yeah. Well, it's fun and fun bags, I suppose. <laughs> I'll go with that. <laughs> so, all right. So, let's talk about X-Men Days of Future Past. And with a synopsis of Brian Singer's return to the, um, directing the X-Men is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. We howdy. Yes, we are back here again. X-Men Days of Future Past. Let's see. Brian Singer set aside his roofies and 15-year-old boys. Wow. Allegedly. <laughs> To direct yet another film in the X-Men franchise. Uh, this is this film is a, it's a sort of sequel to 2011's X-Men First Class and the kind of continuation of 2013's The Wolverine. Alrighty, so it's approximately 10 years from now, the mutant and non-mutant races live in a current apocalyptic world that is so bad, people are trying to get Sarah Connor to turn back on Skynet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. The mutant hunting sentinels have been upgraded and are either murdering or enslaving most of the Earth's population. A ragtag group of X-Men, both familiar and never before seen in movies, make a last stand to keep the Sentinels from ever being unleashed. Kitty Pride uses her power of something to send Wolverine's consciousness into his groovy 1973 self, where he bromances the hell out of a broken down Charles Xavier, uh, aided by an inglorious bastard. Jack the Giant Slayer, and a whole host of one other guy. The original Six Claw has uh, only one chance to stop one of their own kind from jump-starting genocide. But but will he be in time to save Captain Picard, Gandalf, Catwoman, and Juno from certain death in the future? You'll have to watch and find out. <laughs> all right, just real fast. It's starring all the usuals, plus Peter Dinklage as Bolivar Trask, Evan Peters as Quicksilver, Josh Hellman as Major William Stryker, Omar Sy as Bishop, Aiden Canto as Sunspot, and then these two people who you just gotta love their names: Boo Boo Stewart as Warpath and Bing Bing Fong as Plink. As wow! Blink. <laughs> really, her name is Bing Bing Fong. No, it's Bing Bing Fong. Fong F, not T H. That's what I said. Oh, I think I think because you know you and asses, you know. <laughs> I think, no. Not Fong Fong. No, I said Fong. I'll make sure. Yeah. Right. Yep. Boo Boo Stewart and Bing Bing Fong. Wow. <laughs> Were you, just yeah, looking, boo, boo, boo. were you just looking for shit to, to bring up in this podcast? Like, oh, let me look at the other names. Well, it's just so funny, like, all these different names. I mean, you know, because uh, um, what's his face? Uh, Michael Fassbender, he was one of the Inglorious Bastards. And uh, good old Beast, he was uh, Jack the Giant Slayer for a while there. Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So let's go into it. Um, X-Men, Days of Future Path. How did you feel going into it? Because I know that, um, I, I mean, I know I felt that there, I was a little skeptical on how it was going to be. Only because the... The um, coming attractions didn't seem as, you know, um, on the edge of your seat as a lot of other right. super um, common hero movies. How did you guys feel about it? Um, I was skeptical only because I've just been burned a lot in the last few movies as it was. And um, and as much as I enjoyed X-Men First Class, it still had its problems. I just enjoyed it better than most of the X-Men movies I had seen at that point. Right. So, you know, I was still kind of like on the fence. And like you said, the, the previews weren't grabbing me. So I, I wasn't going in doubting it. I was just nervous. Yeah, I agree. Ralph, how did you feel about it initially? Well, after you guys made me read the original Days of Future Past comic, I was wondering, like, how they're going to pull this off by sending Wolverine? Because it's yeah. like, you know, it's Kitty Pride that's supposed to oh, go back. By the way, a quick aside, how did you like the original? The original I actually enjoyed it. It's a really good story. It's, it's and, it's only, and it's really funny when you realize that all the, all the um, stuff that they make up for this movie, it's like, it was just a two-issue book. Yeah, <laughs> right. That was it. It was one of the best X-Men stories ever. It was just two issues long. 
Yeah, and the whole movie is like what, like three days long or something like that? Yeah, or four. I don't know how many days? Yeah, yeah. They have a really good sense of time that way. And it's, it's funny because they say they're like, "Oh, you gotta hurry up," and he like takes four days to do everything. Yeah, which means I never even, actually I never even thought about that as as a, a problem point in the movie is that you well I don't know how many times we saw day and night like, that's the thing is I don't think we ever really saw day there's, and night you just know that we, we time had a, to go on we kind of saw a day when, when um well, it's always been day like every when, time when we they, saw them it seemed no like no but day. remember where, where where they were in the uh, I'm sorry where the older versions were right. it was it was dark except for that one part with Xavier talking to Xavier it was a, right. it was light there right and the, you know but I felt like you know. It was mostly dark in... Forgot something. What? Warning. This segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. That was, there you that go. was the cover of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I guess uh, but I guess you're right. You know, there's no like distinction of days. Well, I mean, there were times well, where... Well, you definitely knew it was nighttime because they flew to Paris. Yeah. So you definitely know... So that's what I'm saying. So like, in other words, was his mind... Was he experiencing time differently? Because otherwise, you know, Kitty had to be sitting there a very long time, like not even a potty break. (laughs) What is with Kitty and having these powers? I I was like, well, let's just, I guess, kind of get to where we're going in the movie here. Um, Is that, you know, we just, we're we're opening up and we see the apocalyptic, or the, like I called it current apocalyptic because it's not post apocalyptic at this point, um, future. And, uh, you know, we see the X Men or, or we see a team of people that, are mutants. We don't know they're actually the X-Men except for unless you're a comic book reader, you know they're X-Men because you see right. Warpath and Blink characters that the movies have not introduced yet. Um, you know, they're battling these these creatures that we come up to realize are Sentinels and you see everybody exhibiting their power and you see Kitty, you know, phasing through things like she always does but then eventually you see her using some kind of a consciousness transporting power which they go out of their way not to tell you what it is nor even attempt to explain it. No, right. <laughs> and the, the first time she does it, it it looks like she puts on a device to Right, do that's it. what I thought it was at first. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I'm cool with that. It's just, she's picked up a device. And then you realize, no, that's no, her. That's her hands, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, it was just one of, one of the few things. Again, I, I enjoyed the movie. I didn't find most of the things I'm going to point out as problems. I don't really have that big of a problem. They're just kind of like weird. But that was one of them. Just Mike being Mike, you know, you know just well, picking just, out things that are, you know, like odd, but you, but you you can gloss over it and yeah. still enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. But that was one of them. I mean, just because it wasn't such a focal point, but you're just like, you knew what it does. If you've read the book, you know, basically they just didn't have Rachel Summers introduced. Now, before anyone goes, well, you couldn't have introduced it. No, if you can put in um, Sunspot, Warpath and Blink. Mm-hmm. And it's what I keep telling people all the time. You can introduce anybody. It just give three words. You know, this is the daughter of Scott and um and Jean. Okay, poof, we're in the future. I mean, right. Of course, it depends on how far in the future you are. This one is not as far in the future as the actual books. I think the book is about thirty years into the future. Well, I guess Rachel uh, Summers wouldn't work because within this storyline, uh, both Jean and Scott are dead. Does that matter in this story universe? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that discussion after a while, anyhow. But I mean, you know. But so that, in other words, the point was though in the actual story of Days of Future Past, it's Rachel Rachel Summers that uses her telepathic abilities to force Kitty Pride's mind back into her yellow, her right. younger self. So here, they just had to have some mutant do something to get a mind into a younger self. But all you had you to know? do was create. You, you like, didn't have to use Rachel Summers create create any other mutant, right? C- create well, another fucking telepathic mutant or somebody yeah. with those powers. Well, like, let's put it this way. A nod to the fanboys, again, again, before anyone overthinks it, all you had to do was say, get out the other mutant um, who has like a, whose telepathy is slightly different than Professor's friends. Because otherwise you would say, well, why didn't Professor just do it? Just, right. Like, just say that she's able to move consciousness. Don't have to say she's a telepath. And just say her name is Rachel. Poof. Fanboys are going to love it. Right. You know, because we'll know what that means. 
you don't have to like you said no explanation just this girl named rachel can move consciousness from one being to another right or or, 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 or through time through time right and i think that would have been a lot better than having kitty do it because it just made sense or like ralph has said and it was the very first time i thought too i thought she had something in her hands because well we all know what kitty does so i'm like oh she must have something on her hands i you know that's and i thought oh that's kind of cool that they're using a device right and then it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> all right let's talk let's talk pros and cons what you like about the movie oh man visually it was amazing yes especially jennifer lawrence's body <laughs> holy crap wow okay i was yeah. waiting for rob to go ahead and do that <laughs> well, hey sam sam, sam that's for you so. i was like sam that's for you um well for me it's, i mean the, again the visuals were fun i mean most of the the fantastic visuals we're going to get are in the future of course um that's much more cgi heavy but i mean there's definitely some great special effects that you get in the current 1973 timeline yeah yeah what'd you think about the the sentinels both past and present i didn't really care for either of them um i I like my sentinel sentinels (laughs) it's funny because they did a better job the only thing that x3 did was give a good or at least a a good hint of a depiction of the sentinels or the way they're supposed to look and I guess I'm I'm of that school of uh, you know there's a good design you know in the comic books why mess with it Yeah I mean again not being that hardcore I mean were they intimidating Sure especially the ones in the future Um but again I I just like like they, I wouldn't have minded if they used the Nimrod design I mean they could have gotten rid of the shoulder pads but yeah. <laughs> they could have used the Nimrod design of a future Sentinel I would have been fine with which I guess is what they were kind of doing but they just didn't make it look like it at all Yeah but the the original Sentinels really should have just the body they could have been they could have left the body just fine the way they did in the right. movie it's just the headpiece I really wanted it to look because again I at least if nothing else I thought the headpiece looked too futuristic for 1973 yeah. Okay. I can see that. Well, think about it. If you think about this, you have people that aren't trying to design something for pra- for actual use, right. drawing a comic book in the nineteen, the late sixties and early seventies, and that was the best design they thought of for a Sentinel. Right. So to say that you for that someone developed something for military type application and made it look as sleek as something as you would find in the twenty first century. In 1973, it was kind of like, well, I just doubt you'd be designing. You wouldn't care about the sleekness of the head that much. Yeah. Right. You know. The, the robots in the future, they look like um, the robot from the, the day the Earth stood still. Kind of. You've seen that movie? Yeah. yeah. Well, the original is good. And then it, it, was, like, it, was, then like, it was remade. Is it the one Keanu Reeves? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't see it. <laughs> it's a horrible movie. It was, it was like a fusion between that robot and then the, the, the destroyer from Thor. Right. Oh, that's right. It is and but by the way, you didn't say. Do you know what the name of the robot is from the day the Earth stood still? Was like Big Bill or something? Gort. 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 G O R T. Gort. Does stand for anything? Or just Gort? No, his name was Gort. That's dumb. All right. What was like? Uh, He's from another planet. It's not like they <laughs> named him on Earth. <laughs> was Bort taken or something? Oh god. Anyway, <laughs> things I liked. I mean, I, um, one thing I was very surprised at in, in a positive way is Blink. Blink oh, wasn't in the movie very long, but the way they use her power yeah. for her to for, for her team to actually survive and get through the battles, really cool. Well, they made her interesting because she didn't really have anything to do besides use her power. Right. I mean, you know, you, you didn't have to get into any backstory or anything. You're just like, you know, and just a quick aside again, um, because again, people, so many people are like, you know, you just can't introduce things while explaining. I'm like, they, they never once in there said what Blink does. Yep. And yet you, you get the idea. Oh, she opens portals through um, space. Right. I kind of figured that out. We're good with it. No explanations needed. <laughs> Apparently not very far, though. No, but I mean, that's also good, too. So do you, uh, I don't know much about Blink. What's her, her history? I believe she was from the exile. She was from an alternate yeah. universe. I believe she was from the 
the Age of Apocalypse universe, I believe. So I don't know about that. I, mean, I don't know if she was originally with the Exiles or if she ended up in the Exiles. No, no, but no. She ended up in the Exiles, but she was from the Age of Apocalypse universe. Yeah, I think so. And she was part of the X Men from that time. Like, but then ended up in ours somehow. Or you're right, something like that. Something like that. Um, basically, um, when the Age of Apocalypse happened in comic books, um, somehow. Charles Xavier died and it changed the course of X-Men events where now you had a different team of X-Men led by was it Magneto and Rogue I believe I think so it was Magneto and Rogue were, were leading the X-Men okay. and then you had like all these different time, different versions of the X-Men you had like Wolverine had his arm chopped off by Cyclops he only had one claw so he had you know three claws <laughs> um, and he was teamed up with Jean Grey so you had all these different versions of these X-Men and Blink was part of the X-Men team okay. with, with Magneto so um, when that universe collapsed because, you know, they fixed time, she somehow got to our universe. That's in comic books. She probably used one of her portals. Right. I probably. <laughs> the, the only character I thought that, um, that it's not so much that he needed explanation. It's just that without any explanation, you were just like, what does this guy do? Was War- Warpath. Yeah. Because I you're just like, yeah. I figured it out by his name. And the fact that he used the, he could see the the things coming, well, like he can see the warpath. Well, no, that's not what he does. Though. That's really? the thing. Yeah, no, he's he is he is a he's a he's like his brother. Okay, um, Thunder Thunderbird, Thunderbird was one of the original new X Men when uh, the Wolverine and the Storm team came along. Yeah. when they when they replaced the original X Men, he was one of them, and he was only in a few issues, and he dies. Um, and then many years later, meaning in real time, for real time, I mean, many years later, they decided that, oh, he had a brother and he took up the same career. He was basically like Wolverine light. Like he was kind of a really good tracker, kind of stronger than most people, kind of faster than most people. You know, he was just that kind of guy. With, you know? with, and then they and he was kind of crasser than Wolverine. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and they added these vibranium knives that he used. Well, that was, the, I'm talking about Thunderbird, but then, yeah. But then no, no, he, no, 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 Warpath. Oh, you're talking about Thunderbird. Sorry, yeah, but then Warpath. Warpath had the same abilities, and then, yeah, they gave him vibranium knives eventually. And right. then he seemed way stronger than his brother, like way, way stronger. Yeah. You know? Um, so, like, so in this one, he was just like, oh, I, he can sense the Sentinels. I'm like, all right, if you say he can. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this is your movie. <laughs> you know. In the movie, they made it look like he has enhanced vision. So like he could see them coming because they, like, they well, zoom in. Well, it wasn't just that, though, because remember, even Blink said that, or, or Kitty said, Warpath can sense when the Sentinels are coming. Oh, okay. She said sense. I mean, so, you know, I mean, right. so, so I, I don't know. It's, it's uh, part yeah. of their abilities. It's not, it's not like, you know, it's part of his ability. It's not like anybody else can sense them, or at least according to the way they explained it. You know, I mean, it was neither, again, it wasn't a breaking point. It was just his was the one where you were just like, what does this guy do? <laughs> how, <laughs> you know? how did you feel about the focus on the main five characters and not the others? Like it was, if it, it, for like, me, it felt like the the focus was strongly on Magneto. Um, Are you talking young or old? Young, young Magneto, young Professor X, young, young Mystique, young Beast, and of course Wolverine being transported. I was. It was very heavy in the seventies, not very in, in the future. I, I was fine with that because well, the you, future didn't. Even in the comic, if you really yeah. think about it, it, all you were trying to do was prevent this horrible future. So I didn't. You 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 shouldn't have too much information about the future because that's not the point of the story the point is to stop it you know right so i was good with that okay i just thought that the beast it's not that it, i mean well i didn't like the way they made him like the hulk beast yeah. so no he's no longer constantly blue and furry he just when he's angry he becomes blue and furry i just thought that was insane but i said to you guys i said i i just i guarantee you that was his agent going he needs face time right. he can't be in blue makeup all the time you know so deal with it but um, i didn't beast like that mad. Yeah, exactly, yeah exactly what it was like i didn't like that at all um, and I just thought that otherwise, if you really think about it, and I kept trying to think about it, he served no purpose in that movie at all, except for one reason, because science, 
In other words, we needed somebody that invented this chemical that allowed the professor to walk. Right. Because like, that, that, if you think about it, that's the only purpose that he has in the movie. No, well, and there's also the scene that lets him know when the whole uh, broadcast is going to happen with the Richard Nixon displaying the Sentinels. Also, I mean, you know, I mean. Yeah, because remember, he takes him to like the TV room. He's like, look, I recorded this a few hours ago. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. But yeah, but I mean, like, but I mean, like I said, as a character, he just, he had no purpose. It was just like they flipped the coin of what X-Men to bring in from the old first class movie. And even though Havoc was in it for all of a hot... By the way, yeah, right? you saw the trailer, yeah. you saw Havoc's role. Like, just if you're <laughs> thinking he's going to be in the movie, he's not, you know, any more than I that. Mean, I mean, what was it, like, uh, Toad and uh, what's the guy with the bio symbol? I don't know who that guy is. Um, um, I think that there is, like... Oh, fuck. I don't know who that yeah, is. I, I, I think I know I think I know he's supposed to be, but I cannot think of the character, but it's no one major. It's like Plague or something? No, no, no. That would be one of the Horsemen of the Apocalypse. No, this is... It's somebody, he reminds me of someone, but I can't think of who it is. And what about the needle guy? Um, I don't know, because his eyes turned a weird color, and then people started to pass out. So I don't know if he was maybe hypnotizing, because I kept thinking maybe he was supposed to be um, Mesmero, Mesmer, Mesmer, the, the lizard kind of guy. I don't know. I mean, they just he was just this vague mutant. So it was the guy with the, the, the phoenix thing on his eye. Oh, yeah. Like, it was like yeah, a that, phoenix That's bird. the guy I was talking about. Oh, like... no, there was a guy with the... The um, porcupine hair was a black guy. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And I'm then talking... there was a white guy with a phoenix face. Yeah, there was a phoenix face. He, he, was the one, he had like right. His, he had the the, the, the biohazard. Bio right. I'm saying. Yeah. I was saying. I don't know who he is. But then I said the the guy with the pointy um, porcupine porcupine hair. I, I thought maybe he was supposed to be Mesmero or something. I, well, I don't know. Really don't know. Well, I mean, but but you felt like you know. It was, I mean, I'm glad. No, I'm not glad. Um, so you're saying that you were okay with the focus that they kept on the 70s and not in the future. Okay. Well, did you think it needed to be more in the future? I don't know. I, I felt like, you know, I would like to see a little bit more ba- a little bit more battle in, in you know, or a little bit more talking in the um, future because it seemed like this movie was cleaning up the mess of the other movies. Well, I mean, they... Or, or they, straightening they, out storylines or straightening out things that... Well, they didn't even straighten out. I mean, really think about it. it. They did nothing. They just basically said none of their other movies exist. Well, I, well, I mean, that's really what they said. I mean, they just said, you saw our other movies? It's possible something from those movies exists, but... There's no conceivable reason at all to believe that those movies have any place in the uh, X Men franchise now, right? You know, but um, but but at the same time, they were doing that throughout the movie. Yeah, um, you know, like it's just little weird things. And again, um, spoilers as, as information, not as in anything you see. So don't think I'm spoiling some big scene. Um, but like you know, the fact that they mentioned now, you have to understand this is in 1973, um, which this would take place. Three years before uh, I was born. Uh, no, I'm trying to think. This would take place, I guess, prior to Wolverine Origin. The, and that's right. where, and that's where I, I start getting a little bit sketchy yeah. because it's, well, it's like all sketchy. You know, when you start lining things up, you're like, okay, well, where does Wolverine, the origin, start, and where you know you try right. to line everything up but to I, see if everything's but correct. But I think it is, and if that's the, you know, but then like Emma Frost is dead already. In this movie. Right. So, I mean, she was dead before 1973 because you don't know how long. You know, because, again, there's, it's been 10 years between First Class and this movie because they've right. said it's been 10 years. Because um, remember, they said that Charles left them 10 years ago. Right. So we already had, so now we know that the other movie was set in 63, which makes sense because that was during Kennedy's um, reign because it was the Cuban uh, Cuba Crisis. Right. So we know it had to be around then. So it's been 10 years later. So within 10 years, Emma Frost is dead. But Emma Frost was saved by Wolverine as a teenager. Helping out Cyclops <laughs> and going into the helicopter. Right. In Wolverine Origins, which right. didn't take place in the 60s. <laughs> you know. And besides that, and even if it did, even if let's just pretend Wolverine Origins took place in 1965 for the sake of argument, just picking right. a number. Emma Frost in X-Men First Class is a full-grown 30-year-old adult. And Wolverine saved her as a teenager. 
So, you know, yeah, and considering that, you know, and, you know, it's, there is one universe, or at least that's what we're led to believe because you have Wolverine carrying out throughout the whole universes. All right. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's very confusing that way. Well, um, I just felt like, I don't know, I just felt like, you know, the time stuff of back and forth and trying to, I mean, I felt like they were trying to fix certain things to, to make things connect. But after a while, I just stopped caring about the timeline because things were so confusing, jumping back and forth. That it's like, well, just concentrate on the movie, try not to think too much about it. it. It bothered me, though. It bothered me a lot that it was just bouncing back and forth. And in my head, I'm like, okay, so what movie is this in line with? Is this true? Yeah. It, it, well, there's just I there's, doing that. But there's a lot of problems. Um, you know, again. Uh, you had asked what we had liked about the movie. First of all, I did want to say I, I, I love the incredibly wonderful, gruesome deaths in the future. That yeah, was just... And you, you were hoping... I was hoping it was coming because at first I was worried that they weren't going to do that, you know. Um, and I thought the story was good. I thought the story was very solid. That's what I was going to say also. The, the, it wasn't a bang em up superhero movie. It was a good story. Yeah, I it thought was, it was a nice, solid story. Right. Um, I, th- I liked most of the dialogue and the interaction of the people. I liked most of that. Okay. Um, and of course, I thought the, the, the Quicksilver sequence was, uh, was... it was. I thought it was good. It was, it was funny and then had a funny but lame daddy reference, which... I'm either here nor there about that kind I, of. I was okay with threw the, that in, but it kind I, of muddled was, the story. I was okay with the daddy reference only because you were wondering if it was going to come up or even if they were going to make those um, that connection, and just to not they didn't even belabor it; they just threw it out there. Right, but at the same time, then they needed to follow it up because there is a scene when um, Magneto's doing what Magneto's doing; he's on film now. Oh, I'm sorry. That leads me to one thing. Remind me about Magneto having a kid. Remind me of that because I might gotcha. forget that. But when he's on TV, you would just think, since it's, you know, Pietro is not that old, uh, Quicksilver we're talking about, that his mother, who's there watching, would just be like, oh. You know, like, even if her reaction was like, oh, my God. Like, at least to show us that she recognizes Right. They they don't have to, she doesn't have to go like, oh, my God, that's your father. You know, like, (laughs) like if she, like, that I would have liked. If she just looked at that, it was just like, oh, my God. You know, like, and then maybe even looked at her son, not just so much to pinpoint that that's your son. I mean, that's your dad, but also maybe to show like a a flash of fear. Like, could you ever be this dangerous as this man is? Right. Like, I think that would have actually been a very nice scene. Okay. Um, But, uh, oh, I said to remind me about the. uh, Yes, about. We were talking about uh, years. uh, You have to understand that they keep stating that from 1973, that the the problem that Wolverine is coming back from in the future is about is about 50 years. So. I was trying to be generous because if you think about it, I was trying to be generous when we were talking about it after the movie and say, let's just pretend, even though Michael Fass, Michael Fassbender looks every bit of in his 30s, let's just pretend he's supposed to be in his late 20s. Okay. All right. Then I'm like, but that still makes him 77 years old in the future. He's near 80. But then I'm like, holy shit, Quicksilver is about 18-ish. I mean, he's definitely older than that as an actor, but I think he's supposedly a teenager. Right. And he's definitely not 14. So let's call him 18. Well, that makes Michael Fassbender how old? Again, talking how you'd want somebody to have a kid at 18 at least or older, that puts him at 36 now. Damn. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, they really screwed that part up, too, because it's like Quicksilver is way too old so that if Michael Fassbender is his father, that puts him near 40. Right. Which means 50 years in the future, he's near 90. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but Sir Ian McClellan looks 90, so who the fuck is? Aww, <laughs> yeah. But he's still out fighting around. Like, that's my problem. It's I don't know if you can see that fighting, floating around. He's yeah, a scrappy 90-year-old, man. I'm telling you about he, it. He takes out, like, what, 100 Sentinels with one blow? Yeah, Magneto does that, but I mean, I was, was just, just like little. It was just like little, th- but just mentioning the timey things. It was like yeah. little time things like that that started to throw me around because that because that also then means that the professor has to be around the same age, you know? Right. 
and, and all, we were also talking, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but we were also talking about the fact that, you know, well, you've established that he was young, not a baby, but young during World War II. Right. Or towards the end of it. So, you know, you're just like, this guy's really old. Oh, Magneto, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, they need to kind of refresh his history a little bit before they do any more movies, I think. <laughs> uh, but that's why I felt like this movie kind of did. It, it allowed the, the X franchise to go, if we need to bring in younger actors, we can do that now because we reset it everything. Well, they didn't reset time. I mean, Magneto still was born when he was born. I mean, you know, I mean, everything happened. All they've done is reset everything after 1973, not prior to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but but still, you know, the I mean, the X-Men, you can always recast new people. If you want to talk about, you know, um, things that happened between when Wolverine came back and 73, you you, you don't have to have a James Marsden, a Famke Jansen, you what? know, you can... I mean, you could always have that for a future. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, they didn't do anything. Like, for instance, they wanted to show us what James Marsden was doing in 1980. They would have to get a younger actor anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. like, that's what I'm saying. They didn't They didn't reset history X-Men-wise. They just, or I should say, um, like, from the start of everything. They just said right. starting after X-Men First Class 10 years later, now everything is different. Right. You know, in some kind of way. You okay. Know? Which we, we don't exactly know what differences but i guess that's what we'll find out one day I, I'm, I'm trying to see if if, if i'm about to lose my bet because <laughs> yeah. he mentioned one one yeah but he has mentioned the second one is there what what I'm, I'm afraid to ask mike what bothered him because he always has something to bother him but <laughs> what's one of the major things that bothered you about this movie and i'll same thing to you ralph um i don't know i mean like i said the the well the, the timelines bothered me a lot okay uh, of course the they you know they skipped over completely why the professor looks like the professor They've skipped over that entirely. From I win, movie. I win. Well, I, 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 brought, right. I brought that up to you at your other job. I, I said that then. I said, I wonder how the movie will explain that. Yeah. And I said, or will they ignore? No, but it I was one, but I was telling Rob those would be your top two. I, I look, look. Before the show, Cap texted me what his prediction of what Mike's two things he would be uh, two peeved, big things yeah. peeved about in the movie. Number one, when did Kitty develop the power to send people back through time? <laughs> All right. Consciousness number, power. Yeah. <laughs> number two, Professor X and his new body looking like his old. Because, right. you know, there's so many other things that were bothering me. I was like, okay, well, I'm wondering if these are going to be top two. I said, okay, those are going to be the top two. Oh, come on, that bothered everyone at the end of Wolver- the Wolverine. When when he shows up in the airport, everyone goes, why does he look like himself? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's supposed to be a dead guy. But more important, I mean, I also, I still I want to know how he walks. They, they oh, gave yeah, you that with, cursory with, answer. Oh, this thing makes it so that I can walk, but it, I lose my telepathy. That doesn't make a broken back work. Yeah, all, all they say, here, here's what I picked up from the movie. All right, so it says, uh, the serum affects his spine, so like it helps him walk. Well, it says it affects his DNA. No, that's, no, the, no. that's the actual word he said, it affects the, my DNA. That's the second thing, that's the second time he said it. So the first one is like, the serum helps his spine, so it makes it work. And then the second one is that, the reason I don't have my power is because the serum affects my DNA and makes me human. Right. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, it just that, that never explains why no, he walked. They, well, they, they again, they, they made a mistake in even trying to provide more of an explanation. But again, you know, it was Hank's invention, you know, and that's like, well, that's why I can some kind of how bounce back and forth between. And I'm like, this makes no sense. Why did you guys? Know that? <laughs> you know? yeah, he's like, I, I take a lower dosage than he does. That's why I can still do yeah. it. Leave him in the fucking wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that wheelchair is banging, man. I wish I had a wheelchair like that. What, the floating one? The yeah. floating one? The white one that he was in? Both, man. <laughs> I have one that, you know, rolls and then converts into a floating one whenever oh, I need God. it. I'll put, I'll put you in that wheelchair. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> we got a tank. What do you need a wheelchair for? <laughs> hey, sometimes, you know, you need something to move around in the tank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> but I also loved, I'm like, 
you know, because again, you, you once you realize again that they're only about ten years in the future, I kept going like, how old is everyone in the future? Because you know, people didn't look that much older. I'm fine. It's ten years. Okay, why does Wolverine have gray temples? He's the one person that doesn't age, right. and he's the only one that visibly <laughs> aged. I'm like, I mean, it wasn't just like a gray hair. He had like Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four yeah. temples, and I'm going, but you're the guy that doesn't age. Maybe he uses, you know, that was that special Rogaine that actually gives you gray. <laughs> the special Rogaine. The special. We Rogaine. call that old age. Yeah. <laughs> it was just one of those things. On I'm that, like, not Rogaine, just for men. Continue. Yeah, just for men. There you go. Yeah, he actually uses just for men, and he puts it on his hair to make the it one that gray. lets it like sprinkle. Like, yeah, like, yeah, and then of course there's the other big question from the Wolverine movie, which is, well, in the future, how come he has adamantium claws? That's right. <laughs> yeah, because at they, first I thought they because they kept avoiding using his claws, and then when he finally does expose them, I'm like, where'd you get the adamantium claws from, Wolverine? <laughs> that doesn't grow, that doesn't grow back. It's metal. <laughs> it's not organic. You know, I mean, it was only his claws, so he probably said, you know what? Let me go to the body shop real quick. Yo, yo, what's up, buddy? Yo, let me get some adamantium yeah. over here. Who knows how to do that process again? The dead guy. <laughs> Listen, well, if one guy can figure it out, I'm sure some others. I'll say this: I got scared when when Magneto had had tried to capture Wolverine, and he grabbed him with those metal with those metal rods. Oh, the I was like, yeah, "Oh, don't tell me that's how he's gonna get his claws." Because <laughs> oh, it was, was it was it was like via the comic book when when when, when Magneto was pulling right. the adamantium out of him. I was like, "He's gonna put it in him?" Oh no! Oh, that wow. would have been, oh, been a horrible idea. Yeah, yeah. But you would have loved to see him put it in him. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm okay. Please, I had one Hugh Jackman butt shot for the day. That uh, was a great butt shot, though, man. He had, like worked his ass out. Yeah, you yeah. If you're gonna do a butt shot, you might as well work your ass off. But he was, he mean, was saying I, he was nervous about doing that. Shot. I was reading an article about it, and he and it's really funny because uh, and you can tell even when you watch Wolverine, not just talking about his butt, but just Wolverine. Whenever they need to show like his shirt off, something like that, he goes, he goes, I work out. About an hour before that shot. I intensely work out an hour before the shot. They do the shot and then, you know, your muscle deflates. Right. And then if they need to do another one, he's like, he goes, but he goes, I was very self-conscious about doing that butt <laughs> shot. And he goes, and I forgot when I went to see the movie with my nine-year-old daughter. Because she's oh. like, Daddy, why don't you have underwear on? <laughs> oh he's like, God. well, Daddy just finished banging that whore on the bed. <laughs> you didn't ask about that. <laughs> Daddy, that's not mommy. It never is. <laughs> I don't even know who your mommy is. Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, you're in bed with a woman? Oh. Right, I went there. Uh, <laughs> well, wow. That'll be the next quick news. <laughs> well, you know, you can MFG just... beaten up by Hugh Jackman on the street. <laughs> At least you can, Go out for drinks later. You can, <laughs> you can tell him that Gigi approves. Because, nah. you know, I, I heard her like moaning from the end of the of the seat where I yeah, was. Oh, at. yeah. <laughs> Try being next to her. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, was right next, I was right next to her. But I had uh, Chris, our good friend Chris, that uh, got us a nice discounted tickets. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. You, Chris. Not like you'll hear this, but okay. <laughs> I, I told her she better listen in. Um, but uh, she's sitting next to me on the uh, on my left side. And uh, I, I, I kind of figured about when it had to be coming. Because I had just read the article when he was talking about having to, to, to show his butt on film. And I just turned to her and I said... You're gonna get to see Hugh Jackman's butt, and she just was like, she gave me that laugh, like, "Ah, eh, you're being funny." And then when she, she was just like all wide eyed, and I looked at him, like, "Told you." <laughs> That's hilarious. She's like licking her lips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chris. <laughs> I, I got something, a, a side point about the movie that made me laugh. Why is James McAvoy always around bullets that that bend? <laughs> 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 I, when, when Magneto made that bullet bend. 
And I was like, James McAvoy, fuck, he's in, oh, God, please don't let this be like Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> I had him in the movie, too. I was hoping that bullet hit Angelina Jolie. Wow. <laughs> but that was pretty cool, though, because he, like, he lets go of the gun, and you see, like, the gun just floating along with him when he's pushed back by Beast. Right. And he just fires, and it's like, Foo. Yeah. There was well, a lot of good things, though, in that movie. Downright, my favorite moment of the movie was when Quicksilver... Um, saves the day in the Pentagon. Oh and my God! He's that was running that's around. What I was saying. That, that Quicksilver sequence was great. Yeah, he's running around the kitchen, and yo, I was cracking up the whole time because well, it, it, was, was, it was a good scene. It was, it they, was, they, it was funny. It was funny. Um, you know, uh, and it wasn't too long, which I was happy about because uh, most of the scenes with Quicksilver were more humorous. Anyhow, I mean, he's in like maybe a good uh, between ten five minutes. to ten minutes, yeah, ten you minutes, know, yeah. spot. Um, but uh, I had I had heard I hadn't read the article myself, so I, I actually want to read up. I had heard that the way they filmed it, like when you see the action that he's doing and how cl- crisp and clear it is, it's not all CGI. Like it's really the way they filmed it. Like they supposedly they filmed it at the highest speed ever used in cameras in the history of Hollywood, yeah. so that they could capture like every drop of water and whatnot as he's moving along. Wow! So like they really are kind of catching action as it's happening. Wow! At a fast rate, yeah. It was really. I mean, I, I I really thought Quicksilver was better than I anticipated. Guys, I saw that Carl Jr.'s commercial. I'm like, oh, they're gonna make him fucking stupid. Well, he still looked bad though, and he still was a little bit obnoxious. But you yeah, know, but you, you know, know that's, that's part of his charm, obnoxious. And, and I remember sitting down and, and, I, and I was talking to him about Quicksilver, but now I realize he was obnoxious in a different way. Yeah. You know, I saw my in the comic how he was obnoxious in an arrogant way. He's a, in an arrogant way, but it's youthful arrogance. It's not like a like a a, a grizzled old veteran kind of. Right. Oh, this is fucking stupid. I'm smarter than you. It was more like, hey, I'm better than you. Or yeah, you know, yeah, I can do this. Look at me. Right. And it really makes you wonder like how powerful he actually is. Well, in that movie, more powerful than you know. He only moves like faster than the speed of sound in the okay. in the comics. He's he is no like like there was when when they actually met up. He in the Flash. He was just like let's race. <laughs> And Flash was gone. Like, he was like, <laughs> gone, gone. It wasn't even, like, he was like, well, it was really funny because they were running neck and neck. And, uh, I mean, was these, are, these are no, yeah, it's a crossover. It's a DC, um, a Marvel crossover. So it wasn't even like one making fun of the other. But, uh, Quicksilver, uh, like, they were neck and neck for a while. And Quicksilver was just like, you know, you really think you can outrace me? And Barry, I'm pretty sure it was Barry and not Wally. But actually, actually, it may have been Wally, actually. I'm not sure with the time period of the comic. But he just kind of looks at him, if I remember, if I remember correctly, it's many years, kind of looks at him to the side and just takes off. Like, he doesn't, he wasn't even like, I mean, it just, he just, and Pietro just stops running. Like, he's never, because it, was, it, was, it would be like me trying to outrace Pietro was the same thing, you know. Because <laughs> Flash moves nearly at the speed of light, you know. Yep. And that's when they establish that he only moves at like maybe either, either the speed of sound or maybe like three times the speed of sound, you know, right. something like that. I mean, it was it was definitely. I mean, but I definitely enjoyed the the whole Quicksilver thing. How did you guys feel about the way, um, the way the movie kind of reached this climax? Did you feel like it was a little slow? Did you like the pacing of it? I um, thought it was it was pretty well like spaced out because like towards the end, just the 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 whole ending point where you're wondering what's going to happen, you know? Right. And you see it, and it's like. Because at this point, it's happening hand-in-hand uh, uh, hand with what's happening in the future. So, like, you're wondering what's going to happen because whatever happens in the past affects the future right. outcome. And, like, it, I, I thought it went pretty well. And especially, like, the, to see. And then at the end, you see, what was it? Kitty Pride is like, oh, you're too late. And then, boom. Yeah. I, I thought... I thought the movie itself, it had patches where it moved a little slow for me. I, I actually did find myself like nodding off a couple of times. Nothing major. And I can't think of when. 
it just was just something that moved a little bit slower. Um, but then towards the end, it's not that it rushed. It wasn't one of those like slow movies then rushes at the end. I thought the end moved quickly enough. Um, but I also thought that they kept like trying to drill the purpose of their movie into our heads a million times. It's kind of like, you've got to make the right decisions, you know, and you, you know, it's your affecting future. I'm like, we, we got that. That was the premise of your movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bet the scenes that you probably nodded off were where Jennifer Lawrence was just showing off. And you're just like, <laughs> Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. So the the uh, super elastic bubble plastic Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay with that she, plastic. Well, she was fine, though, but um, she, I thought that she was a little wooden herself, though. Like, I, I her yeah. expression. She wasn't very animated. Yeah. Um, I mean, and again, I'm not, I, I don't watch the other movies that she's so I'm not, I don't have a really big knowledge base of that, if that's her acting chops. But she was very wooden very often. Well, you know? I guess you, since she was playing like a, a a scorned mystique, you know, who was like out set with a specific mission out to avenge her fallen mutants. I just think that's a limited acting ability. I mean, you can you can still be scorned and show emotion. I mean, like right. she she just she hey, was very like she she constantly she had some tears. Like, she constantly looked like um the, the, at least for me the way her facial expression moved she looked like at, even at her young age she was using Botox. Because she wasn't very expressive. I guess it, it was it, all the know. latex paint. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe, maybe it was the it, hours of going under makeup that she just got so tired. Hey, if, if, if it keep it, if it keeps the tit still, it keeps an expression still. Yeah, <laughs> those you, things did not move. That, that's what I said. Um, how did you feel about the way they they came to the resolution? I'm trying not to give it away, but how they came to the resolution and what the resolution was of. Wolverine and his actions. How were you? How did you feel about the way they decided to end this particular chapter? Well, I mean, you know, like in the comic book, I mean, all you end up doing is create paradoxes because you would create a paradox. You, you're, I mean, again, it's not like we've ever time traveled. Um, but speak for yourself, you know. man. I was hanging out with the doctor the other day. Uh, he should have given you some dressing tips. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, no, you know, like it's not like we've time traveled. So I mean, it's not like you, you can only go on theory, and there's unfortunately multiple theories. It's just. That you would just think you're not going to, which has happened in the comments. Like it never changes the future that you see going on. It always just hopefully makes a better timeline from the past. Yep. And so you know, um, but this one was a direct tit for tat. You know the you know like you know if you took away the Mona Lisa in the past, the Mona Lisa was immediately gone in the future, I and mean, it wasn't there's you no know, two ways around it. Um, after he woke up, you know, after he woke up, right, right, um, right. Well, I mean that's the change, right? Exactly. Like once it cemented itself. Um, I was fine with that, uh, only because I didn't feel like there being a paradox universe, you know. But of course, you know, the the, the first thing I thought was, and this has nothing to do with the fault of the movie. It's just once you deal with time in any movie, whether it be a movie, a comic book, a, a novel. I mean, it's just trying to write about time. Even Doctor Who screws it up, or at least muddies it up. Um, is that when you're the focal point that again will remember that you were in the past and that you made these changes and then suddenly let's say you're in the future. Well, think about it. Let's just pretend um, one of us or all of us, you know, if we all made changes in the past and then suddenly we go back to the future and the cap and Ralph are like, wow, we made those changes. The future is better. And then both of your wives come into the house. Well, think about this. You don't have any idea of having ever married these women. No, nope. you know, like, so that that's the paradox that occurs. It's just like, you can't, this means you existed and have no memory of having existed. Right. So it can't happen that way. You can't have had it both. You can't have existed and not existed at the same time. Yeah. Hey, listen, as long as she's hot, I'll go with it. It'll be Rosie Perez now. Oh. <laughs> or it could be a Rosie Perez tranny. 
<laughs> Probably would look better. Wow. <laughs> hey, hey, Puerto Rican is right on the corner. You do not talk bad about Rosie Perez. <laughs> oh, come Every- on, Billy. Come on, Billy. Oh, my God. White man can't jump. <laughs> awesome movie. But that, like, you know, that was, like I said, it wasn't anything that bothered me with the movie. It was just that when, when that kind of thing occurs, I'm just like, you do understand that, like, that makes no sense either, you know. But that's just the fun of time travel movies. Yeah, but, uh, I, I was. Happy I didn't with, have a problem with. I was it. happy with it's like with uh, with, 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 with Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta see that. It's actually uh, not bad. I even saw it. You, yeah, you. Oh, it's the highbrow, really? <laughs> highbrow. Come on. What? Come on, I watch airplane. I, I watch good fun movies, not the garbage fun movies. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's why you don't watch Adam Sandler movies, exactly, or Tomcats. Tomcat is an incredible. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I was for him to say that. Anyway, Amazing and, and and if you're wondering, no, I have not seen 21 Jump Street, oh. and nor will I see 22. Even though every time a preview comes on when we go to a movie, I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> yeah, sure you're also going to see a thousand ways or a million ways to die in the West or whatever that is. No, I'm going to see. I, 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 I will, will see that. Oh, yeah. I will see you, that. You mean the movie that you've already seen every piece of humor there is? To it? <laughs> <laughs> there could be more. Yeah, yeah. Imagine they didn't show that. That's how funny it was. <laughs> well. Anyway, what I was going to say was the result of the X-Men movie I actually enjoyed because there was a good payoff at the end to see, well, okay, what's the result of them changing the course of history right. and to see what happened and who happened. Right. I was very happy to see. I'm like, yeah. yeah it was, it was oh. definitely, that, that was a little bit of surprise. It was a little bit of surprise for the fans. Definitely. Especially who, you know, who and what shows up and what happens and, and what things get revealed. I was like, oh, wow, okay. You, yeah. you know, watching this movie to the end made me realize something very important that movie theaters should do. They should put a sign right outside the movie theater uh, where they're playing the movie and say, all right, there will be this many scenes after the credits, you right. know, just so you know you can stick around. Right. Oh, and, and just like what Ralph was saying there, that, this, this part sucks. They didn't even do the niceness that they did in the Marvel movies. You literally have to wait for every single mm. credit. I'm talking about the gaffer. The best assistant. The best grip. Yeah. Thank you, (laughs) Ontario, for allowing us to eat in your cafe. Soundtrack considerations, not even the actual soundtrack. (laughs) Thank you, guy, for bringing us our lunch. Remember your Roman numerals because you're going to have to read that to know what year the movie came out in. The disclaimer saying that you will never see a, like, uh, crossover with Spider-Man and the Avengers <laughs> all together. I, it's just, it's everything. I think they even thanked me for coming to the theater. <laughs> you know? exactly. you know? That's what it felt, it felt yeah. super long. Yeah. But you know the funny thing is, this is the first time in a long time because G and I usually go and see these things. When I'm not with you guys, I go with G and we're sitting there in the theater and usually, I would say about a quarter of the theater, sometimes half the theater leaves. Yeah. And Gigi's always like, yeah, fucking suckers, you see them, they're fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like we're in on a secret. I guess there was, I mean, we were in a... In a well, they were by the door though. You know, the there, door, were, there was huge groups by the door that were trying to leave, and then I think someone must have been like, "Wait, wait, there might be something." And they stood a long time because, like, yep. I mean, it was all of the credits, mm-hmm. and then you get like what thirty seconds max, maybe Just maybe about. forty seconds of a yeah. of a little something something. Yeah, but it is worth staying for the something something definitely. And then then you, you that head scratcher at the end after when we went to the bathroom. There was no line at the ladies' bathroom. <laughs> and the line for the men's We're talking about the, the movie. You're talking about the fucking restroom. <laughs> Listen, you know, it's just uh, going in. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe more action happened there. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. in, in the ladies' bathroom, man. Yeah. That, that was crazy. Woman on woman. It's like orange is the new black. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Anything you want to mention before we go to ratings? Um, definitely. I just want to say, like, uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunately that I don't think the bar is raised that high. But I, de- I definitely want to say that um, I think this is the best X-Men movie put to film so far, in my opinion. But like I said, the bar isn't raised that high. 
So, you know, because like, I mean, I, I definitely enjoyed it better than the entire X-Men regular franchise. I disagree. I, I mean, as much as I love two, which is unfortunately the only one I really like out of the three, um, I it's kind of like Captain America Winter Soldier, where I think that it's a technically better movie. It's much more fleshed out. I think it's much more solid and much more interesting. Um, and as much as I, like I said, I enjoy first class. I just, again, I think this one's much more polished. You know, I feel like because of the time stuff, it kind of pulled me from from really enjoying the movie. Okay. So I enjoyed it, but I would not put it above two. I feel like X Men Two oh, okay. is the best X Men movie, but because of all the time back and forth shit, I, I shouldn't have to think about well, where does this fit? And how does this affect this? It was just too much for me. It was like uh, I was trying to shut it off and just go watch, just watch and see what happens. But it was just like, but well, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. It was just bad. So <laughs> I, I really liked it, but I, I, I I'll put it in the top three, but I wouldn't put it as number one. Were you anything you want to say before we go to ratings, Ralph? Or, or how did you feel about it? What do you think it ranks in the X Men franchise? Right. Actually, I think it is one of the better ones that they've made. Yeah. Would you put it at the top? Huh? Would you put it at the top one? Your top favorite? Out of all the. Well, you three. Well, you figure three X Men, a first class, and two Wolverine movies. Well, Wolverine will always be my sixth clause right there, Wait, bro. The Wolverine. Yeah. The, oh, okay. The Wolverine <laughs> will always be six clause for me, but I, I guess this would be number one above Wolverine. Or above it or below it? Well, I mean, because Wolverine's like a standalone, you know? Oh, okay. So taking Wolverine out of the equation. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're saying this is the best one you think? Yeah. Okay. The Wolverine out. Okay. All right, interesting. All right. Let's 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 go to ratings. Ralph, what do you give X-Men? I was going to say X-Men First Class. X-Men Days of Future Past. I give it four and a half out of five. What the hell did... How did Katie Pride get these uh, time... Mind swiping power thingy majiggers. Do I work on saying that again? Wow, I, yeah, that, I was I, I was like writing a schematic of that, and I I think I actually drew a jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, four out of five. Uh, four four out of five. Four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. And a half out know, of, and, and mind you, quote warning: there was no dragonberry in Ralph's drink, so leave Ralph alone. There wasn't any dragonberry. <laughs> I just been drinking water. Holy shit! So let's give it a try again. Go ahead. All right, so four uh, and a half out of five. Uh, Non-existent Katie Power, uh, Katie Pride temporal displacement powers. Why do you call her Katie? She's not Katie Holmes. It's Kitty. Katie. Whatever, man. Like Katie, Come on, Kitty. She's Katie Perry. Kitty. All right, so you're giving it four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of wow, five. Wow, almost a perfect score. Okay. Yeah, man. Wow. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give it four out of five flying stadiums with no debris falling. <laughs> well, no, there was debris falling. Eventually. Not well, eventually. But not over children. <laughs> of course, I was waiting for Mike to pick that up because Mike does not like children in movies. Oh, I saw, I saw it when it happened. Mike is, Mike is always like... Why did it fall on the kid? I'm like, damn, Mike. <laughs> I bet you when he saw Baby Scarlet Witch, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, well, that I just let it. I mean, I just let it go. I'm like, I could care less. I mean, they're not my favorite characters, but that's right here. There. Um, <laughs> what do you give it, Mike? I give it eight. Kitty Pride's only mutant abilities are intangibility and jailbait for older Russians <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't forget uh, raping other superheroes. When does she rape people? Uh, Ellen. Ellen. Uh, what's her name? Did she rape somebody? Yeah, in Super. Oh, that's right. You you uh, never seen Super? No, but I saw um, what was it Candy or Candy something? Oh, um, Hard Hard, hard Candy, candy? Okay, yeah, Hard Candy. Where yeah, that was just a, an odd movie. It was a good movie though. All the movies she's in are pretty odd. Besides X Men and, and even Juno's kind of odd. It was good, oh, but it was odd. Movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. But yeah, but yeah, her abilities are intangibility and to be jailbait for older Russian. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so there you have it. X Men: Days of Future Past. According to us, one of the top X-Men movies of all time. And you know what? Stay tuned because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. All right. I almost forget how to do that. 
Uh, if only you forget to come in for the podcast. Oh, please. <laughs> There'd be a blank spot. There'd be nobody to argue with Mike. What are you talking about? Oh, he'd even like that even more. <laughs> There'd be a lot of Doctor Who going around. Oh, Doctor Who, Once Upon a Time. <laughs> what? That, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You, you you got something to say? Ralph, let's spoil Arrow right now. Anyhow, this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone dies. All right, everybody. I give quick questions. They give quick answers. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm all Hi-ya! The- <laughs> right. On it's over th- 9,000! Shut up. <laughs> on all things geek, and we never make it under a minute, but we act like we try, so we might as well keep the act going. That's right. <laughs> Wait, I was supposed to be acting? Oh, God. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Am I acting like I give a damn? <laughs> you never act like you give a damn. Yeah, that's true. All right. Ready, set, go. Which X-Men leader was the most effective during his or her run? Young Cyclops of the original first two teams, present-day Cyclops, Storm or Wolverine? Mike. Young Cyclops. Ah, uh, he was young but stubborn. <laughs> uh, and nerdy. And, and nerdy, yeah. Ain't Ralph. <laughs> Storm, she offered a lot of incentives. What a mohawk. You know what I mean. Oh, what God. a mohawk. <laughs> what are you, like a frat boy today? Holy <laughs> man. Godzilla versus Voltron. Who wins? Ralph. Neither. Batman comes and kicks both their asses. God. <laughs> Mike. Who wins? We lose. Uh, I say Godzilla because they're just a little bunch of toy cars. He just crushes before they get together. <laughs> I'm talking about the lions. <laughs> All right. He crushes them, too. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. The Avengers next villain it will be Ultron for the next movie. Is there another villain or group that you'd want them to see the Avengers fight? Ralph. Um, the Skrulls. The Skrulls? Yeah. Okay. That'd Mike. be interesting. I say that I want to see them fight Modoc and AIM. Really, Modoc? Oh, I want to see that big head on the big screen. I with don't tiny know if I want to see that. I want to see. Oh, do you know how creepy Modoc would look in, in today's world of animation? And then the AIM guys, which are worse fighters than Hydra, but a lot smarter with the great, like, cool tech. Okay, I can see the the AIM, but Modoc. Oh, Modoc would be a lot of fun. All right, last but not least, if you had Deadpool and Deathstroke in a room together, who would speak first, and what would he say, Mike? It would be me. Why the hell am I in this room with these two <laughs> losers? Um, Deathstroke would speak first, and he would go, Spider-Man, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Ralph. Uh, I say it would be Deadpool, and he would look over and be like, Nick Fury, is that you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't bees white no more. <laughs> <laughs> would, it, would, it, would, it, would it have been different if I said um, Deadpool and Spider-Man in the same room together? No, I still would have wondered why I was in this room with these two dudes. <laughs> <laughs> they both talk at the same time. They'd be like, wait, why are you wearing my outfit? Yeah, they both would have said, you're annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I say to you guys every week. And now we're back to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, all jokes aside, I'm so glad we're back together, guys. Hopefully Woo! we can keep the streak going. I know I go away to Mexico. But let's see if we can get a couple of podcasts to build everybody up before they get bored well, with you guys. Well, we'll get a, a couple of uh, average to good podcasts in while you're here. And then great one when you're gone. That's uh, right. <laughs> oh, all right. So that's our show for today. <laughs> that's my fuck you. <laughs> that's our show for today. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square, we're off the tech. This is the cap saying, keep it geeky, and there's no place like home. <laughs>